Kia ora no mai, haere mai, welcome to Inside Netball. It's our first episode for 2023 and we are fizzing to get into the nitty gritty and talk all things netball here in Aotearoa and across the globe. Joining me for today's corridor is commentary extraordinaire Jenny Woods and former Silverferns captain Adine Wilson. Kia ora ladies. Kia ora. We're underway. We are. Back. Finally. Right, so we've got a very exciting show on our hands. We've got the dame herself, Noling Totoa, joining us shortly. But before we get into that... Round one of the ANZ Premiership, it's done and dusted. We saw a blowout, a close game, and a not-so-close game, but not quite a blowout. What did you guys make of the quality of netball in round one? Pretty good, I reckon. There was some... Oh, you're cringing there, Jean. She's she's not a great... I saw more than you. Maybe you did. Well, maybe I was focusing on the positives. There we go. And the positives for me, Mystics, how good. They are going to be so hard to beat this season. Grace Wiki, she started as she played all last season, 96%, missed two shots, almost had 50 attempts at goal. But the other exciting thing for me, the tactics. Those mainlanders, they are looking good. How good Alia Dunn's down there. She looks quite settled in her new colours. And Jane Watson, Cullenberger back. So to me, those were the absolute highlights. Mystics, tactics, they'll set the standard very early, Jen. Well, they have, but the only thing that, and well, it irritated me a little bit was, the, do you know the Mystics were that good or were they made to look that good because the steel, and I, I, my heart just went out to the steel players, so depleted. You know, George Fisher, we know she's gone for the season. No saviour to it and no to Huangareo, Selby Ricketts. So, you know, they're on a hiding to nothing. Uh, I, I did think it was fascinating the um, the way that Tia Winokere played her players and moved them around and, you know, uh, centre pass receives for Grace Wecky at goal attack a couple, for, you know, and you sort of think, well, did that achieve anything? But never mind. Um, I, I loved, uh, was it Sunday's game? The um, Pulse Magic. Pulse Magic. That, was, that was really exciting. And I, I thought, you know, the Magic are a bit of a dark horse for me. I just wonder if they'll come through. And then the the game between Tactics and Stars, I agree. They came and they went. They came and they went. But I, it was there were moments that were beautiful, moments that perhaps not so much. Yeah, which I think was kind of the feeling of round one, as we expect. Players and, and combinations a little bit rusty. I'm interested to ask Knowles what she thought, but the quality, I think, probably could have been higher, in my opinion. We saw so many turnovers that like you talk about in the Pulse Magic game. 13 t- turnovers between Tiana and Whitney themselves and that attacking end, that's just not good enough for a game of ANZ Premiership netball. Interesting you say, did the steal just make the Mystics look good? They still won by 26 goals and like you say, they brought Grace and Wiki on at goal attack. Um, they moved, they put all 11 players out, almost like a rolling subs kind of situation. Uh, but interesting to see a different shooting circle and I know you want to talk about this a bit, Adine. Is it the year again of the tall shooter? Absolutely. You know, the three teams that I think have put their hands up early are, you know, Mystics, Grace Wiki, and then you go to Alia Dunn with the tactics. And then Amelia Winsley, how good was she at goal shoot and great to see someone young, someone just coming in so fresh, she looked pretty relaxed out there. And the thing I like about all those three shooters as well is they're not one-trick ponies. They don't just stand there and hold. Every single one of those ladies can move and they can move well. Alia Dan, she played basketball last season up in Wellington as well. So I think all of those things combined make that tall shooter who can move, that are not a one-trick pony, mean you're going to have, potentially they'll be hoping, a very successful team. 
Well, that's right. And let's face it, you know, they are all tall shooters. They can all move. I agree with you. Are there any shorter shooters there? And the only one I can think of is Vicky Colotto, who came on for the Stars. You know, um, Amorangi Malisala, she was, I thought, fabulous when she she came on. Uh, and I think, too, you know, you think of Amelia Wormsley, and I kept waiting for the sub to come because I thought, oh, surely they're going to put, you know, Joyce M. Vuller. You don't invest all that in a, you know, in an international and don't put her on. But, you know, they didn't. And uh, I think that's going to be interesting to see how Yvette McCausen jury uses that, that import player. What a lucky thing to have. You've got such strength on the bench and that yeah. often makes a successful team when you've got a bench. Well, that's a little glimpse into what we thought about round one. Let's now bring in Dame Nolene Todor for her thoughts. Given it is a World Cup year, there's no trials for the Silver Ferns. Dame Knowles, thank you for joining us. On a scale from 1 to 10, how did you rate round one of the ANZ Premiership? I'll probably say between a 6.5 to 7. Okay. Specific. Can you want to elaborate on that? I think it's a good start um, for teams. I would predict or expect that as the uh, season goes on that you start to get a bit more, um, you know, a bit more competitive. Um, I thought it was solid. Um, so, you know, seven for me is actually quite a good good ranking and, and uh, all good marks. So, yeah, look forward to seeing what um, uh, round two looks like. I think that's going to be a big indicator for teams um, to see what they can do back to back, but also see if they can just keep chipping away on an upward trajectory. Now, as we saw a range of scores in the weekend, close blowout and somewhere in between and we've heard both yourself and Debs talk a lot about you want that really competitive matches because obviously you've got no big matches before the World Cup. What's the plan B if that just doesn't eventuate naturally? How or how can you create those tight matches or is it more about the individuals having one-on-one battles? Yeah I think it's a bit of both. Definitely around the individuals. Look we've had every Every person that's been um, appointed or selected in the um, Silver Fern or Development Squad involved in um, international games over the last year and a half. The only one was Bailey uh, because of her injury, but you know we've seen everyone, whether from Jamaica, um, the Quad Series, Constellation Cup, or Fast Five. So we're really clear about um, the data, what they look like under pressure, and also in the international game. Uh, for us, it's now tracking those players who um, will shift in certain areas and there are a difference depending on what the individual needs to do. But also you can see as the game goes on, there's always those moments, everyone calls it critical moments, but there's moments where there's, they're under pressure. So I'm looking forward to seeing when they are under pressure as to what they do. Um, and as I say, I've got enough, I suppose, backstory or understanding of how they um, do, what do you call it, how they are under pressure in the international game. So it's just seeing if they've shifted and um, they can sort of rise to the occasion during A and Z. One player who really caught my eye, Nolene, was um, Amelia Wormsley, the, the shooter for the Pulse. And I'd only seen a little bit of her in the, I think, the National League as much as anything. And I kept expecting for her to be taken off and Joyce and Vula come on. Didn't happen. What was your take on her play? Oh, look, I think it's brilliant that Pulse were able to put her on. Definitely a fledgling um, shooter, but, you know, has been in the system for a couple of years now. 
Uh, if we recall, probably a couple of years ago, she came in as a training partner or a reserve person on the bench for tactics. Um, and then over the last couple of years, he's either been in the under-21s um, or in the youngins, which uh, is the level underneath um, the Silver Fern and Development Squad. So I'm really wrapped that Pulse had the courage, I suppose, to put her on there. And she rose to the occasion once again. So definitely really excited from what she can actually bring. Nels, with no trials this year and you're only going to see franchise combinations out on court, are you looking closely at combinations or do you have to kind of uh, test yourself to be able to look at them in isolated positions on court? Yeah, it's always a bit of both. I think it's a bonus that um, players will be in combinations. Eh? If I look at like a Karen Berger and also Jane, you know, both came back into the international mix in quad series in January, but had been off for, you know, over a, a season. So, you know, to know that they're going to be together now, whether it's goldie, goalkeeper or a slide on a wing dingy goal defeat sort of across the line. Um, I can only expect once again that combination is going to strengthen, but also that understanding between each other. So, you know, that's always a bonus when you know that there's already automatically that connection. But also, you know, you've got to look wider as well as to what individuals do within their own role, that they're not just relying on that combination to show the strength that they can actually do their own job. Um, so we don't get found out once again when we hit Netball World Cup. So it's a mix of both. You're talking about individuals there and tracking them. So say you're tracking someone and there's a little bit of a blimp somewhere. Something's not going quite right. Is it a matter, do you just pick up the phone? Can you call them? How does the communication work? Because obviously they're within their franchise and they're dealing with their franchise and what they're working on. So how does that work, that balance between franchise and wins, but wanting to make that silver ferns? Yeah, look, I think um, like everything, you know, we're all human. Um, and, you know, we expect the ups and downs that's going to happen. Um, uh, it's a really fine balancing act, I suppose, in re that regard, because we're like supporting actresses is how I sort of see it during ANZ. You know, we support the ANZ clubs, the head coaches, you know, the services for them to do their job. But also um, they're very clear about what are the key factors that we need and also um, the player as well. So, you know, you don't want to go in too fast, too early. Um, you know, I think once again, there's always teething uh, problems or issues that, you know, you need to find out and, and work through yourself, but also ensuring that that communication link is really important for all parties. So, you know, we take a back step during ANZ uh, and we get guided by the ANZ teams and also the athlete themselves. And I also think, you know, NZPA as well have um, a massive uh, contribution to players and they are an, another voice that players can go to. So I think we all have um, a part in it and and it's how we work together um, and where the athlete sits in that picture and, and um, the timing of when they want help or if they don't and they just work it through themselves. If I can now, Nolan, just take you back to Cape Town and that the international series and the, the quad series, of course. Is there anything you would have done differently? Oh, you know, um, I don't like losing. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like there's always been a method to the madness. One is to get people out there on court. 
um, to see what they can actually do under pressure. And the only way for for us to know um, is to put them out against Australia, you know, against these teams. And even though there's probably an element of readiness and also an element of where you're balancing out, not necessarily giving opportunities for opportunity's sake, but also possibly is that the right combination? Um, so you're always sort of uh, working in that realm. Um, uh, you know, I think um, that thing probably around Bruce was a really interesting point. Um, something They've been wanting to ask you about this. <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't seen the toss-up for, for years, even though I saw a toss-up in ANZ you know, over, over the last round, you know, so I haven't seen that for years. But that was definitely a learning for us as to, one, how we protect each other but also the role of the leaders within that space, but also our ability in regards to our strategy and what areas do we need a retweak so that when we do come up against uh, adverse uh, situations or those sort of circumstances that we have the front foot. So it's all a learning phase um, as we lead into Netball World Cup. Definitely changes will happen about. So uh, looking forward to seeing what that's going to look like when we take um, go back to South Africa. Just staying on, you've mentioned her now, Courtney Bruce. <laughs> I just wondered, you know, in your mind, should she have been sent off? Um, you know, these are the things that um, we're actually communicating with uh, with the umpires at the moment were really clear and that was set in the Commonwealth Games as to the interpretation of certain rules um, and also how uh, we're going to ex uh, expect the umpires to make calls in pinnacle events. So we're really clear about that. I think there are areas that I'd like to start to put out there in regards to hit head high. Um, you know, a lot is, is talked about um, in other sports around concussion. Um, and I will lobby that as well. I think there needs to be protection for the athletes. Um, you know, and, and head high is something that we need to uh, not necessarily expose, but we need to uh, be courageous in the calls that we do make. So I, I thought that particular one was head high, let alone around the neck. Um, and, and I think uh, even though, you know, you're looking at calls straight away, there's also opening as to how you can cite possibly after the occasion or after the situation. And I think these things we need to, we need to bring into netball. So, you know, we need protection of the athletes and, and I'm all one for that. If we take it that step further, where do these conversations start? I mean, it's a World Cup year. Have, have you started partaking in these convos with international umpires? And is it a process that there's actually a ball rolling at the moment? Yeah, look, there, are, there is a process. And when you're talking international umpires, it's quite a bit of a process. So um, the ball has started rolling uh, as it has for a couple of years now. It's once again how we can, I think it's not only about the athletes, it's about our game. It's about the branding, it's about the image. Yes, you're still going to get, um, you know, a bit of physical under there or in the post. And obviously in the goal third, it's going to be um, tough in the air. But I think also we've got to make sure that the brand of our game is something that's role modelled. Um, and that we take care of each other. That's really important, not only for the athlete, for the coach, but also the umpire as well, that we don't put them into that predicament. So that has definitely been voiced um, through Garrett, who is our um, Netball New Zealand umpire director, if that's his title, um, and we'll keep having those conversations. 
Niles, obviously you haven't got any games as a team before the World Cup, but you do have a few camps, I think maybe three or four post the team being named. Is that an opportunity or will you look to bring some of these international referees in at that stage or umpires? Because obviously the umpiring throughout the world, and it's always been the case, it varies significantly in how a game's called and it can have a huge impact. Is there an opportunity there or is money a bit tight? Because often that comes down to these things too, right? Yeah, and that's the thing about our sport and, and the umpires as well. Money is tight. They don't get paid as such. So, you know, they give up a lot in regards to uh, holding full-time jobs and also um, going to games. So it's definitely, for a lot of them, it's the skin that they put in the game um, and it'll be an area, you know, that we would want to advance on so that they are well-supported and re well-resourced. Um, umpiring is always an issue, hence um, I suppose what uh, the Umpire International Board or whatever they're called, um, done a lot of work around Commonwealth Games and the interpretation of rules and what they um, need uh, players and coaches to know that they're going to umpire a certain thing this way. So, you know, if they've, they've done that over the last couple of years and aligned it with pinnacle events. What they need to do now is align it with all international games. So we're not just ducking and diving for these main um, events so so that it is consistent. That's still an area to work on. Um, we'll work with uh, international umpires when we hit South Africa. We've got five days prior to going into Cape Town. So definitely we'll build those relationships um, at that moment of time. Actually, you've mentioned it, and I'm always very aware of those international events. You know, you're being paid, the players are being paid, I'm being paid as a commentator. The umpires aren't. That has to be changed, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it'd be good if we go into that space, definitely. If, the, if they can be supported, I know that will help them, definitely. So that's an area, you know, if we can move into uh, that financial um, stability, um, I'd definitely love that to happen. This conversation and this uh, topic could go on forever, but I'm going to bring us back to the ANZ Premiership and netball in New Zealand. Knowles, we've been talking about players that sort of stood out. We saw um, three different MVPs over the weekend. For me, it feels like there's a real logjam of defenders. What are you looking for in that space on court and what helps get them over the line? Yeah, look, our first metrics is gains. Um, you've got to get the ball. And obviously, as easy as that, when you get the ball, you've got to take the ball from one end of the court down to the other. So, you know, it's if it was easy, then everybody will be doing it. Um, when we're looking at that, you're looking at probably the line of the ball that you're going to attack, um, your skill sets, um, your repeated efforts. I think, you know, a great example is Karen Berger and what she showed out there in the last round and just the tenaciousness. You know, we had Steph uh, Wood that we were after. Um, and not only is it who smarts as well, uh, that when she does play uh, for Australia, it's her cunningness to be able to work the, the ground, but also her ability to put up the shot. You know, so we're looking for those people that can master certain skill sets. Um, rebounds is a massive thing, you know, like I think there's still an area that we can improve on in our New Zealand game. It's like a bonus ball, but we don't have quite have that dominance uh, underneath the post um, to secure it and be quite dominant in that play. So there's quite a lot in there, but once again, gains, get the ball, keep the ball, 
and take it down the other end of the court would be great. Simple. Yeah, it sounds so simple. <laughs> what about the middies? I mean, to me, that's just so wide open, that midi opportunity. But you've also got that mixture between people that play centre wing defence or centre wing attack. And then you've got the real specialists, Gina Crampton, Alistair Peter. How do you get that balance right? And, you know, are you looking at people that are going to be able to cover a lot of positions or you're going to have to probably take a couple of real specialists as well? Like, where do you get that balance? Yeah, look, that's tough. And I've been saying this for a wee while in regards to the mid-court um, area because we've got a lot of great mid-quarters and for some of them it's hard to be able to differentiate between one and the other. Someone might be strong on point A, um, not quite strong on B, and then somebody else is strong on B but not quite great on A. So we've sort of got that dilemma to some degree. It's going to end up where you're looking for specialists. That's definitely one thing. But you can't have four specialists because you've got to be able to have the slide. Now, whether the slide is from, example, a centre to a wing attack or from a centre to a wing defence slide, you have uh, great people like a Maddie Gordon um, that can play all three positions and even a uh, Sam Sinclair who now is playing wing attack for steel and we know that she can play all three positions as well. So, you know, those things will come into um, the decision making when you make the final uh, selections of all 12. But it might be the last point because it will depend as well who's in the defence end and have you got slides there um, and where the gaps are. So it's like putting a piece of um, a jigsaw puzzle together but hopefully the cream rises to the top um, and that's usually the case in ANZ. You've talked in the past, Nolene, about having looking for your spine, you know, when you have the line down the court. How, well, probably a bit much to ask you to be certain in round one, but, you know, have you got the team broadly in your mind? Oh, look, I'd be uh, lying if I if I don't um, and why I say that is over the last year especially there's been some um, progression with players uh, when you look at it you know even like a Grace and a Kate uh, who are newbies you know to the international scene but in quad series they got named the shooter and the midcourt you know of the tournament so we've got some players who I feel have um, provided the foundation and the base for our team over the last year and a half um, and they've been quite consistent or they've been able to rise as we've gone along in the competition and everybody sees those people. Um, I think with the Jane and the Cutting coming back in with that mix um, you see also what needs to happen in A and Z so that there's a lot of um, people vying for the same position and will end up coming in A and Z where they start to rise, as I say. So, um, as I say, we'll be lying if I haven't already got people penciled in. But I think also that they deserve the right to be there because they actually demonstrate what's required at an international level. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how the next four or five months go to see if they can keep at that level that's expected of them. Oh, no, so much for you to look at and for us to look at it and see what happens over the next few months. Thank you so much for your time. So insightful as thank always. You. We're going to have lots to discuss after that, I'm sure, but conscious that you need to get away. So thank you so much for your time again. Thank you.
Well, as always, fascinating chat. So much to pick apart from that one. I want to start, though, what stood out for me is uh, Dame Knowles mentioning Maddie Gordon and Sam Winters in that midcourt kind of area because they haven't been in recent Ferns teams. You know, they weren't at the quad series, two players that we haven't seen too much of in the black dress. Well, the thing for me was uh, her talking about, you know, the protection of the players, the, the you know, get sighting, perhaps sighting the underway for games, uh, ruling in, you know, the... Don't touch the head. Anything to do with massive change for the game, wouldn't it? Well, it would be, and you know that opens up a whole other can of worms. But you know, I I was just appalled by you know what happened there, and uh, well, we'll see. The other thing I like that she touched on in that same conversation was the product of netball. I think we all have a responsibility, um, the players, the umpires, the people behind the scenes, about what product we want to put out there. Because you want to have the physicality. People love the physicality, but you want the ball to flow as well. And you can see that at times. So it's getting that balance right, for me, is the product. And it's awesome and not surprising that Knowles is thinking wider than just her team. But I always love, too, that Knowles is honest. And she's like, I've got my spine. We should have said how many. I know. The last week we had five tried. spine. I wonder how many, but... I reckon we can pick. I reckon we can pick five. I think next week we should maybe try and nut out who we think our five are and see if we're all yeah. on the same page because we will have another big show next week. There are four games in round two, a couple of double headers. Game of the round for you two? It's got to be Mystics Tactics, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Has yep. to be. Yes, I think, um, well, I don't know. I'd be picking Mystics at the moment, but who's to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I I'm kind of wrapped that that game's early in the season that we're going to see the two against each other. I mean, they're going to get two other turns. It's a three-round competition. But, oh, yeah, I would still say the Mystics, but the Tactics, they're going to give them a good run. And good to see the Steel. I know they had a really hard first round. They've got a double header this weekend. That's going to be tough, but I also think that might be a good opportunity. They're going to get lots of time out on court together. So he's hoping they can, you know, take an advantage there against the Pulse and Stars. Yeah, and Pulse um, on Saturday in Wellington, then they're up to Auckland on Monday against the Stars. So they'll be on the road. We know how important that is for sort of team vibe and culture, and it's probably exactly what they need um, after that dropping on in round one. But it is great to have Netball back. It's great to have our conversation back. Thank you for joining me, ladies. Looking forward to round two. But that is all from us here for episode one. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment below. We love to hear your feedback. We love to hear what you want us to talk about. We love getting into the nitty gritty topics. But on that note, we will see you here next week. Thank you for joining us on the home of Netball Sky Sport.